Hello there, I'm your host, McNeil Mulliken, and you are listening to the McNeil and Friends Podcast. Here I invite different people to talk about all topics relating to cinema. Visit the McNeil and Friends Podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com to learn more about the podcast and where you can find episodes. You can support the McNeil and Friends Podcast by following or subscribing on the platform you listen to podcasts and by leaving a rating or a review. You can also support the McNeil and Friends podcast by telling your friends. And if you don't have any, you can tell your family. Thank you for listening. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode in the Movie Screen Quarantine Series. If you're new here, what I'm doing is I'm inviting friends through Zoom to talk about any topic regarding movies. Today, I'm here with my friend Rob. How's it going, Rob? Pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to have you back. It's been a while since, since you did the one with Dan and me. Yeah, it's been... A few months, I think. Yeah, three, four months. I don't even know. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but today, there's no topic. I thought it'd be interesting to have an episode where... A guest and I could just talk about movies with no topic and see what happens. I plan on doing a few of these episodes with different guests, so if you like this episode, be sure to tune in for more. Anyways, we got to have a conversation starter, so I have four questions here. Rob doesn't know what any of the questions are. He just has to pick question A, B, C, or D, and then answer the question selected, and then we can go from there. But before we get started, be sure to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating and a review if you want to help support the podcast. You can follow the McNeil and Friends podcast on Instagram at mcneil.and.friends.podcast. You can also follow me on Letterboxd at McNeil Mulligan. Letterboxd is where I post the movies I watch and write reviews. Also, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Twitter. Lastly, you can find the McNeil and Friends podcast on Patreon and support this podcast by becoming a patron if you so desire. All of this information can be found on the McNeil and Friends podcast website at www.mcneilandfriendspodcast.com and you can find a link that will take you to all these locations in the description of this episode. So I've changed the order of these questions and replaced the one that was used in the last off-script episode, but do you want question A, B, C, or D? Uh, I don't get to hear them first. I just pick a letter. Yep. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's the part of the mystery. It's all the fun. <laughs> all right. Let's go with D. D. Okay. What is a movie you hate and why? Oh, man. This is a tough one. Okay. So... Does it count if I didn't see the movie all the way through? Uh, yeah, you can go for one of the, I have a movie that I I never finished because I hated it. I got a few of those, so yeah, that works. I went to a theater with a friend of mine one time, and we I don't really know how this movie got picked for us to see, but we went to see, it was called The Producers. I don't think I've heard of that. It was a musical, and I don't even remember who was in it. But this was this would have been two thousand five or six. The producers. I'm gonna look it up. I don't think I made it through like fifteen minutes of the movie. Really? You know what? Let's just leave. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was not something I was into. I don't know if I've ever walked out of a movie, but I've walked out of two. One was this, and one the other one actually was Walk the Line that we talked about in the last episode that I was on. <laughs> yeah, Because it wasn't me. I would have stayed, but the friends I was with were mad that he was cheating on his wife, and they wanted to leave the movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great movie, though. I mean, we don't need to go in depth with that because, you know, we already talked about it. Um, but producers it says there's a 1967 version and then a 2005 yeah 2005 and is the one that i went to see I'm trying to figure out who was in it oh it's a guy from ferris bueller's day off yeah matthew broderick something like that yeah yeah uh, and then somebody else that i can't remember either huh interesting i watched like 15 minutes of it and then we left yeah Not my cup of tea I have a few movies that I could totally just start bashing on. <laughs> Either, like, I just really hate it just because it's not my thing, and I know, like, a lot of people would like certain movies, and then, obviously, like, I'm a big fan of some blockbuster franchises, and I've been disappointed by some. Um, and then there's just, like, certain movies I think are super overrated. Obviously, the one that you know I cannot stand is The Princess Bride. <laughs> Dude, that's the best movie in it's the like world. It's like your your favorite movie ever. And your Instagram is <laughs> Dread Pirate Rob. 
it's definitely in my top five probably oh my gosh that's insane <laughs> that is crazy uh, dan and i talked about that on um the comedy episode we did a while back and obviously that was one of his and as soon as he made it i was just ugh, you know <laughs> but i i just i don't i really don't get the hype behind that movie and i don't think i'll ever get it i find it very curious i guess it's i think it's just the type of humor the type of humor that that movie capitalizes on is not a type of humor that you're into. Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. It's so cheesy and campy and it's extremely cheesy. Yes. That's, that's not, that is very far from my type of humor. (laughs) It's, it's cheesy, but in like a clever way. So it's like really dry which is that's like my favorite type of humor like really it, where it's so dry that people don't know it's a joke oh man it's the greatest i can't stand that <laughs> i i like dark humor like if if a movie's going to make me laugh at something that i probably wouldn't laugh at in real life then then that's that's my type of humor yeah yeah but yeah i mean then obviously there's like i i really do not like the last jedi out of all the Star Wars movies, like that's my least favorite. I don't like Attack of the Clones either. I can't stand that one. I have not seen Attack of the Clones. Did you see all the prequels? Or well, obviously you didn't see Attack of the Clones, but I saw the one where Anakin was a little kid, whichever one that was. Uh, Phantom Menace. Yeah, the first. Yeah, the first prequel, Phantom Menace. And then I saw Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, is that yeah? That's the one where he turns into Darth Vader, right? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. That one's that one's really good. The first two are all that great. One. Yeah, I did I, not like the Phantom Menace. I thought it was, it was like it was for little kids. It's like yeah. filmed for people Anakin's age, and I was like, yeah. Yeah, I could see that. There was um, I watched this movie this year. Have you seen First Man? Mm-hmm. It's about Neil Armstrong. Ryan Gosling plays Neil Armstrong. Uh, I think I did see a preview for that actually. Yeah, it came out two years ago. I hated it. It was awful. Really? Yeah, it sucked. It was terrible. It was um, it was a movie, and they they told the story of Neil Armstrong in a very weird way. It was like, um, I think they told it. It's like a almost twenty year, fifteen twenty year time span. I think. Wow. And okay. um, they just like breezed through it. And it was like you weren't really yeah, it's getting hard to, any. It's hard to cover twenty years in an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, it says it's. Oh wait, it was two hours and twenty one minutes. But um, still, but it was. Yeah, I mean, it was like they didn't really l- let you know who Neil Armstrong was. They it was they tried to put him in like this negative light, which was weird. That's odd. Yeah, because he's like this, you know, an American hero, and then. And I get it, like, they're, if they were trying to be realistic, like, I understand that, but I think there were certain things they did where, like, I just wasn't a huge fan of it, because some, some things just, like, didn't seem right to me. I don't know, like, exactly how historically accurate it was, but I feel like if they were to kind of um, embrace the that story a little bit more, like, actually get you to be invested in it, it could have been better, but, like... I think it was nominated for visual effects and I didn't even think the visuals were all that great in it. Mm-mm. That was a movie I really couldn't stand. There's a, there's a bunch of movies like those Joel Schumacher Batman movies. Those are crap <laughs> where George Clooney is in there. Yeah. He was that, that was pretty bad. That, that was, that was the one with, uh, uh, Dr. Freeze or whatever. Yeah, Mr. Freeze or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yes, Arnold Schwarzenegger was, played Mr. Freeze. Talk about cheesy. That was that yeah. is probably the cheesiest movie I've ever seen in my life. It's so bad. <laughs> There's and not in a good way. Yeah, I mean, I could go on and on and on, but about movies I can't stand. But the worst, the worst kind of cheesy is when it's supposed to be serious. Yes. Or like is. they deliver it, you could tell they were trying to be serious, and it's just not at all yeah the type of cheesy humor i like is like super cheap where it's um kind of like a cash grab i guess yeah yeah like that um like we're we're gonna tell you this funny thing because we know that it's funny and you're gonna laugh yeah that um (laughs) it's like the 
parody that they made a few years ago of Baywatch with The Rock and Zac Efron. Mm-hmm. That was hilarious. I thought that was so funny. But that's very far from my type of humor. Yeah. What are some other movies you can't stand? Uh, let's see. Maybe one you watched all the way through. Uh, can't think of any. I'm sure there's some out there. Has there been a franchise you've maybe been let down by? I know you're not the biggest franchise guy, but... Yeah, I guess... Well, I guess... I guess this counts. We talked about this the other day, The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was a bit of a letdown for me. I didn't... I won't say that I hated it. Um, I, I didn't even necessarily dislike it, per se, but it was not nearly as good as the original three uh, yeah. Lord of the Rings movies. And I did not... The fact that they turned The Hobbit into three movies and it was as long as the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy was ridiculous to me. Yeah, and The Hobbit's one book, right? The Hobbit is one book and it's not even as big as one of the Lord of the Rings books. Yeah, that's weird they made it into a trilogy. Definitely a cash grab. It's probably like half the size of one volume of Lord of the Rings. And that the, the Hobbit movies are about Bilbo right yes yeah okay. they're a pre- they're actually a prequel to lord of the rings yeah and i think martin freeman does he play mm-hmm. okay yeah which i liked him he did a good job there was a, a most of the actors did great jobs um like it was uh, there was a lot of good things about it the the thing that i didn't like was just the fact that it was such a cash grab and they took so much like Wow, so they made, look, it says here, so the first one was 169 minutes, so that's like creeping at three hours, and then the second one was just a little shorter than that, and the third one was about two and a half hours, so they, they, they must have like really not missed a beat from the book then. It was, it was pretty accurate, in fact, they added a couple things. Okay. Um... So in the book, there's an orc. Uh, have you seen the Hobbit movies? No, I haven't. So in the book, they mention the pale orc. I can't remember his name now. Something with a Z. Yeah, I wouldn't know. Zadok or I don't. I forget. But anyway, and he's like he's like briefly mentioned in passing, and in the movies, he has like a very prominent role as like the main antagonist. Oh, okay. They kind of embellished that a lot. Um, Have you read the Hobbit books? Yes, I actually own the Hobbit. Did you read the... It's just just one book. Okay, yeah, that's right. Did you read the Lord of the Rings trilogy as well? I read two of them in high school, and I can't really remember them that well. I think I read the middle one and the third one and not the first one or something like that. Yeah. I don't know why or how that came about. Yeah, but I really wasn't. Uh, I wasn't really into it. I, I don't remember being into it at the time. Back in high school. Yeah. Um, for whatever reason, I think I had already seen the movies when I went to read the books, and for whatever reason, I didn't really get into them that much. I think I would now. I kind of want to buy the collection. I own, I actually, own the Hobbit and I own the Cimmerillion, which I really liked but I do not own the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I want to buy those and read them as an adult. Yeah. Yeah, I know you're a big fan of um, Lord of the Rings, like just that trilogy with the movies. I watched bits and pieces of, I don't even know which ones, when I was younger. So they came out in 2001, 2003, so I would have been one, two, and three when they came out. But um, I can't, recall much from what I remembered so I mean you know this but I went back and watched uh the fellowship of the ring the other day or actually I broke it up into pieces and watched it in three days but um I really liked it so I'm curious to see kind of where their these characters journey goes for the next two movies and see how it kind of wraps up yeah it's really cool I really like um I'm trying to remember all their names. I liked Gandalf, but I couldn't remember or I couldn't understand a word he was saying for whatever <laughs> reason. His accent, Ian McKellen's accent is not usually, it's not even all that strong in that movie. Like I understand him very well in the X-Men movies when he plays Magneto, but for whatever reasons, like I understood everything very clearly 
from every character. And then every time he talked, it got super quiet. And I was like, what are you saying? And I was like, can I please turn on the subtitles, people? And they were like, no. And I was like, ugh. <laughs> That's kind of important because he says a lot of important stuff. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure everything he's saying is like extremely relevant to the yes. to the story. Um, Most and of I, what Gandalf says is super important. Yeah, and so I was really wanting to know what he was saying, and I I could figure it out based off just context, just kind of like what like the point he was trying to make. But for whatever reason, I had a hard time trying to understand him. But I also liked, is it Aragorn or Aragon? Aragorn, yeah. Aragorn, okay. Yep, he's think, my favorite, one of my favorite characters. I don't know yeah. if I could say he's my favorite, but definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, I liked him. Um, I, I also just really liked just kind of like the world building. I thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Really they did unique. a great job, and they continue to do a great job over the next two movies, too, of just expanding the world. Yeah. Like, you get familiar with each location, and it becomes... Because in a lot of movies, like, they'll kind of breeze over things. So you know, like, a certain place exists, but you don't really get to, like, get to know it and care about it and stuff like that. Yeah. They do a really good job in that trilogy of introducing you to new locations and, like, making you care about them as the story continues to expand. So that by the end of the movie, they're saving the whole world and you've actually seen the whole world and care about it. You know, it's not just this like, Oh yeah. You know, the whole world. It's like, no, you've been to all of those locations and you care about all of those people. It's really cool. Yeah. I, I really like the world building and I like the locations too. Like the visuals of, and the part, like the production design of everything that kind of went into that. It holds up pretty well. Like for the time period it came out, like if you compare it with like the star Wars prequels, they were coming out roughly the same time. And, the CGI they used in the Star Wars prequels, specifically the first two, are just garbage. Yeah. And then the Lord of the Rings, like it holds up well. Like it's obviously CGI, but it's it like it works for that setting, you know. Right. Right. Yeah. In the fantasy world in which it's set, like it's it makes sense, especially like you said, from the time they came out. Like it's it's pretty good. They did a good job. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I I'm not gonna lie, I was a little bored in like the first. I think it was it's probably slow. 35, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. And when it was like all the stuff going on in the Shire. Yep. But then after that, it got really interesting, especially when they got to the point where, um, I can't remember what the character's name. It is the guy that played uh the bad guy in the Matrix. I think it was like Agent Smith or something. Elrond. Yeah, him. And so he was like, you guys are the Fellowship of the Ring, and you see the team kind of standing there. And then from there, I thought it got really interesting, and I kind of liked the team dynamic they had. Yep, gets fun after that. Yeah. I'm curious to see who dies. The first movie, uh, the best best part of the first movie is like the last 20 minutes, for sure. Yeah, uh, the last 20 minutes, it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it gets really intense, and then all of a sudden it's like over, and like half of them die, and they're all split up, and you're like, "Oh crap!" And then the movie's <laughs> over. And for yeah. me, like that was horrible because for me, like I saw it in theaters, and I didn't have the option to go watch the second one; like it didn't exist yet. So I was like, "Yeah, what just happened?" <laughs> yeah, that was that was basically me when I went to see Avengers: Infinity War. Yeah. And- Thanos snapped and everybody dies. And I was like, you're telling me I got to wait another year to know what happens. And that's, that's <laughs> like Lord of the Rings. Like they came out, it was like 2001, 2003 and or 2001, two and three. So it was like each year back to back. So tame or the same uh, time difference. But, uh, but yeah, there's definitely times like in a franchise where I'm like, you tell you're telling me I got to wait no, I have to, to know wait. what's next. Yeah. That happened with Star Wars, too, when I went to see The Force Awakens, and then I went to see The Last Jedi, and I was really let down by that movie. Yeah. I didn't like... Last Jedi is the one where um, Ray and whatever, Adam Driver... Yeah, Kylo Ren. Um, They... Is that right? I think... I mean, they kind of fight in all of them. All of the sequels. That's um, the one where Han Solo dies, though. That was the that was the Force Awakens. Okay, he died before then. Yeah. Did I not see. What? Okay. 
Maybe I'm getting them mixed up. The Last Jedi is the one where they kind of retconned everything that happened in The Force Awakens. Where they, and then The Rise of Skywalker, then retconned that. So it was like every movie that was released after the one that came before it was like, it seemed like they were intentionally trying to undo everything that happened previously. Yeah, yes. I, I kind of picked up on that. Like all the people at Disney kind of eventually announced like, yeah, we didn't really have a plan. We just started making movies. It's kind of obvious. Yeah, it was definitely obvious once you get to The Rise of Skywalker. I liked The Rise of Skywalker, but... um and the force awakens. I wasn't a huge fan of the last Jedi. And I know like everybody has a completely different opinion with all three of those movies, but it was very obvious. I didn't have a plan. I didn't really like any of them that much. They weren't like, I didn't hate them, but I was like, meh. That's fair. Yeah. Especially cause when they, when they were like, you know, we didn't really have a plan. We just hired different directors for each movie and they were going to basically just, they'd watch the movie and then, um, write based off of the one that came before it and then start filming. And it was just like, so you're not really having them communicate with each other. Uh, they probably did to a little bit, but you know, I mean, overall, I think like the, the story could have been better, but yeah, I like, agree. I've, I've the fantasy genre has kind of grown on me. Like I've always liked star Wars, but it's like its own thing really. Cause it's not sci-fi, but it's, Definitely like a space fantasy type thing. Um, but this year I've actually gone back and I've tried to watch Harry Potter and The Lord of the Rings because those are two big franchises and that type of fantasy has never really been my thing. Um, but I've become a huge fan of Harry Potter. And as of now, I really like the first Lord of the Rings. So I'm hoping that I like um, The Two Towers and The Return of the King. Uh, I can't remember. Have you seen Harry Potter or no? I have seen some of them. I have not like seen the whole series all the way through. Um, so my kids read the books and then like rented all the movies, but like okay. they watched a lot of them when I wasn't home and stuff like that. So I haven't, I haven't really seen them all in a continuous like series or anything. I've just seen bits and pieces of most of the movies. Yeah. They seem pretty good. Yeah, I feel like you would like them if you like the fantasy genre as a whole there, they have a, those movies do a really good job at world building as well. And like, there's eight movies obviously, but the whole, like the overall narrative throughout the eight movies is kind of a slow burn. Like it takes probably like the first two movies are pretty slow. And then you get to the third one and it's really good. Um, the fourth one gets to be pretty action packed. And then, once you hit five and then five, six, seven, and eight, those are like all super interesting. I've heard that's the case. And I've heard that with the books, it's the same. Like the first three books are kind of like, eh, they're all right. And then once you get to the fourth book, you're like, oh man. Yeah. You like have to like read them all. <laughs> yeah. I haven't read actually, the books. I have not, I haven't read any of the Harry Potter books. So I don't know. I know my son yeah. read them, but I have not. I've been, um, reading dune since that's supposed to be coming out but then it got postponed and um so now that's disappointing but everything's been postponed to like next summer but mm -hmm. uh but dune was dune's good so far there's a lot of world building i'm not even like super far into it but yeah it's pretty interesting i'm looking forward to that movie you watched the trailer right mm -hmm. yeah it looks interesting i think we both kind of commented that it looks kind of like a mature version of like Star Wars meets Lord of the Rings in some type yeah. of way. I feel like that could be a movie you might like. I it looks like something I would like too, but I think I would like it. Did you watch the Maze Runner series? I did. Yeah, did I've like actually those? Yeah, I like them. I think they're um honestly pretty underrated. Mhm. Mm I think uh like I know they get a lot of flack because yeah. um they were one of those series that came out in like the midpoint of the last decade where all of those dystopian teenage franchises yeah. were coming out. Yep. They like, were like, yeah, there's a whole bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. There's like hunger games and divergent and maze runner. And I think they tried the giver, um, yeah. all sorts of stuff. 
I didn't really care for any of them, but for whatever reason, I did like the Maze Runner trilogy. Same, same here. I actually liked the Maze Runner. The first one was a little bit silly, but they got better as they went on. I thought I, yeah. I kind of liked them. I have the same opinion with those because I, I mean, I really love the third one, and the second one gets a lot of crap because there were definitely some liberties taken from the book. Yeah. Um, but I thought it made sense for a movie. Like I, I haven't in, read the book, so I don't even know. I read parts of the books. Um, and I knew like there were zombies in the second movie, but those zombie things in the second movie weren't really anything like that in the book. And so they were more like you could have conversations with those creatures in the book, but in the movies, they were like these flesh eating zombies, Right. but I was all good with it. And then plus the director, well, he was, or not the director, the author of those books was pretty involved with the making of those movies and lots of those decisions were his. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, it, in that case, <laughs> and, yeah, it's like, if I was like, then I'm not complaining if this is like his creative, um, decision, you know, yeah, I was all good with it. And interesting. I, I know generally a lot of people say the first one is the best. That's like what? generally the critic, um, opinion. And even like opinions of the, uh, fans of the books and just like people that I've spoken to you're the first person I've ever heard that has the um, same opinion as me that they progressively get better like the second one people generally think sucks and the first one that people say is the best and the third people are like me but I really That's like those weird. movies it's kind of an That's unpopular opinion me. I have yeah I that was of all the like like you said of all the teenage dystopian franchises that one was probably my favorite yeah I feel like that trilogy should have gotten more attention than Hunger Games, in my opinion. I, yeah, Hunger Games wasn't bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I did like the uh, Maze Runner better. I just kind of liked the the sci-fi stuff they had going on, and just kind of the overall concept of uh, the the Maze Runner trilogy. It was it was interesting. It's like each movie they were in, like the location they were in. It's like it broadened each time and it was like, it just kept expanding and like literally in a physical sense where it's like, they're in this maze in the middle and then they go into the scorch trials, which is right outside the maze. And then they're in this big city. That's a little further out. And it was just kind of, kind of cool how that all kind of yeah. unfolded, I guess. I did. One thing I really did like about the hunger games, and this isn't necessarily movie related. This is just story related to how they were written, but I loved uh, just like the the political landscape and how the society was set up. Yeah, like that was super interesting to me. That was what I liked best about Hunger Games as well, where it's kind of like they had all these different districts and there were different things going on there, and then you kind of got to understand how they were being controlled and what kind of like what they were being put through. And I remember like I was probably. When those movies came out, I wanted, I, was, I think I was in middle school or middle school and then maybe going into high school when they were finishing off that series. I know they divided the last book into two parts. Um, <laughs> like they do. They got to do that. Yeah. Maze Runner. I, that's that's the thing. I, I respected that about Maze Runner. They were like, we're not going to divide it into two parts. We're just going to tell it the way it is. And I was like, I like that. Yeah, there are some books I, I get it. That. I get it for some books. Um, I and, actually. Um, I well, I actually wish they would have done that with Lord of the Rings because they cut a lot of stuff out of the Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. They're just so huge. Yeah. Like in the first book, they go and stay with a character called Tom Bombadil, okay. and that's like a significant part of the first book, and he's not even in the movie series at all whatsoever. Oh. Huh. Yeah, they just totally cut that character out. Yeah kind of weird yeah yeah i like that major didn't divide the last book because those books really aren't all that long but like for long books i get it like so dune is a huge book this is how big dune is and they're dividing they're just going to tell this story for one book and in two movies and i get that especially like based off what i've read so far i was like i could see why you're doing this yeah it Um, makes sense but hunger games i i was like you didn't need to do that (laughs) <laughs> Harry Potter like I liked how they did it overall I could I see a way where it would have worked for them to have made it one movie um, especially because all of them were like 
two and a half hours, two hours, 45, something like that. And the last one was about two hours. Yeah. And so I was like, you could have made him one movie. It was definitely a cash grab for Harry Potter, but I think overall that turned out well. Um, yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. So what I was going to say about Hunger Games was when I was watching those movies as they came out when I was in middle school, high school, the ongoing conversation with people my age was like, do we think this is actually going to happen? Like everybody my age was worried because we were like 13 and those were the, that was the popular thing. We we're all like, we're going to be put in districts. We're going to have to kill each other. <laughs> <laughs> it because, could happen. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. 2020, you never know what's going to happen. Who knows what's going to happen. Yeah. But, um, that was, that was kind of like a, an interesting debate that went nowhere for 13 year olds. Cause we didn't really know <laughs> right. how to talk about something like that. But looking back, we were very stupid thinking at in 2000 and like 13, 14, whatever, whenever those movies were coming out going, this is going to happen to us. Yeah. We're going to be placed into these games or volunteers tribute. <laughs> There's time yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's another series based off books let's see obviously there's all the comic book movies but yeah tons of comic book movies those are all kind of loose adaptations yeah movies that are based on true events are actually usually some of my favorites yeah me too there's I, there's some biopics that i'm a huge fan of my favorite is um catch me if you can i love that that movie. is a great movie that was a really good movie i think in over overall that movie told that story like pretty accurately yeah from what i understand it's just crazy how in real life frank abagnale jr when he was younger than me he was 18 ended up being a doctor an attorney and a um and a pilot like yeah with just kind of just cheating the system into it yeah yeah <laughs> it's crazy and then he ends up working with the fbi to like bust people that were doing what he was doing which is kind of an interesting character arc for the movie and then like a, a just kind of like a interesting turn of events for him as a human being you know yeah for sure i was actually reading through last night just trying to figure out what biopics are my favorite and then it's kind of interesting like some of them kind of walk the line where it's like walk the line that's that's a that's a biopic but um <laughs> walk uh some movies kind of get into this little gray area where it's you're thinking well some of some of the things that happen here are definitely not historically accurate right like in the revenant they definitely take um some serious liberties with what happened there but it worked for a movie yeah it made for a good movie what are some biopics you really like um well you've just named a bunch of them (laughs) yeah i think i only went through like three yeah, I like all of those. Um, let's see. I like Evil Roy Slade. That's a good biopic. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you too? First, Dan. I, <laughs> I literally only watched it because of Dan. Because he talked about how it was like the thing for him as a kid. And I was like, all right, well, I'll watch yeah. it. He talked about that on the uh, on the comedy episode. He was. Did he? <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember if that actually made it into his list or if it was an honorable mention, but <laughs> he was talking about Evil Roy Slade for a little bit. Yeah. And how he'll get me he'll he'll get me to watch it one day and I'm like one day. I don't know about that. I watched the trailer. I thought it was fantastic just because I know Dan's history. <laughs> I didn't even know is Evil Roy Slade a true story? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, not at all. I was like, "What?" Uh, it's uh, it's complete crap. If you watched it, you would know that it's not a true story. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just said that because it's funny coming from Dan's childhood. I had a um, actually, when I was a kid, we watched Seven Brides for Seven Brothers mm-hmm. every day. Oh, really? For three years, that was like the the movie that we watched all the time. Wow. I don't know. I don't know if you've seen it, but it's really dumb. It's a musical, and it's really stupid. And we watched it all the time when I was a kid. Yeah, it's about these seven brothers who like live in the mountains of Oregon, and one of them, they're all like grown up, and their parents are dead, and they never see 
humans. They just live with each other up in the mountains. Like they don't know anybody. And one day the oldest one decides he wants to get married. So he like drives into town and like marries a girl that day, somehow convinces some girl to marry him in one day. That's crazy. And then they all decide they want to get married too. And as you can imagine, lots of crazy stuff happens with that. That would be an interesting horror premise. <laughs> yes, yes, it would. <laughs> That'd be a great horror movie. They, it, well, yeah, it could have been a horror movie. It kind of is horrific if you think about what's actually happening in the movie. Because they, like, literally they kidnap a bunch of girls and keep them for the winter. <laughs> that's, that's what happens. It's kind of like an indirect connection to the reason this came up in my mind, but there was a movie that came out last year called Ready or Not. Have you seen that? Uh, I don't think so. It was like this, um, it was basically like this slasher horror movie where there was a girl who was getting married to this guy who is from this very rich family, and when there's a marriage that takes place in that family, there has to be this almost like in uh like an initiation in 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 a way where they play this there's like a, a depending on what this little like spinner thing they have something like that they it determines what game they play so in this movie they had to play hide and seek and it's like this murder hide and seek where the bride is trying to find everybody and the family, they all just grab these different weapons, whether it's like a shotgun or an axe or a machete, whatever, and they try to kill her. And the <laughs> the way she ends up staying in the family is if she survives throughout the night. And all right. It's, it was, I usually don't like that type of thing, but it was like this horror comedy type thing, and I actually thought it was pretty good. It was, I mean... It wasn't, like, amazing, but it was, like, good for what it was. Yeah. And then the ending just got weird. I was like, what? (laughs) Huh. It's bizarre, but, I mean, if you're into that thing, it's worth watching, I'd say. Yeah. Oh, speaking of horror comedy, um, there's a new movie I really want to see called The Wolf of Snow Hollow. I don't think I've heard of that. I don't know if it's been released yet. Um, Maybe it is. It might be. But uh, it looks really cool. I think I would like... Well, I like werewolf movies anyway. Um, I'm not I'm not super into horror, but I've always liked werewolf movies for some reason. Okay, maybe the reason is because I watched the original Wolfman from like the 50s or whatever. Oh, yeah. When I was like seven years old. Yeah. And it scared me to death and gave me nightmares. <laughs> and for some reason I've always liked werewolf movies as an adult I think because it was such a big deal to me as a kid so did you like Twilight uh <laughs> I actually didn't hate Twilight I think I thought it got a lot more hate than it deserved that's fair it was a tween romance, so, I mean, whatever. It wasn't a serious movie, but for what it was, I didn't hate it. Yeah, another one that divided the last book in two parts. Mm-hmm. I think they could have done a lot better job with it and made it not as stupid if they hadn't aimed it at tweens. Yeah. Yeah, they definitely targeted that at tweens for sure. But the books were aimed at tweens, too. So, I mean, whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. So, you know. It's kind of interesting how, like, certain movie series will, like, from the actual book or comic book, whatever, will, will they'll target, like, a, a kid. And then you've got, like, all of these crazy franchises that adults love. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, I mean, I'm 20. I'm a huge fan of most of those franchises. But, yeah. uh... It's just interesting how that happens, where it's like, in the theater, it's just a bunch of adults in a line waiting to go see a movie that, and like the, where it's what it's based from was written for seven year olds. Right. You know. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Hey, whatever. However, they can make more money. You know. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they're all the franchises are money grabs, but. 
yeah some of them do it really well yeah for sure the one that i just feel like progressively got worse was pirates of the caribbean oh dude it was awful yeah that was awful i hated the first one was pretty good like i liked it and then they just progressively got worse and worse they're so stupid i have seen them all just because it's pirates so i have to watch it yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah they got worse and worse with each one they i think I just I didn't like how fantastic they got. Like I wanted a pirate story, and it yeah. was a fantasy story that happened to have pirates in it. Yeah, the first one was the opposite. Like it was a pirate story that happened to have fantasy in it, and then the fantasy just got more and more, and they happened to be pirates. Yeah, I remember the fourth one just getting super weird, and I was like, that was actually a movie I turned off. I was like, really. Um, yeah, I I never finished. Uh, I think that one was on Stranger Tides. I never finished that. I actually Is that went, the one with Blackbeard in it. I all I remember from that one was that it was the only one Penelope Cruz was in, and then it was the one with the evil mermaids. Yeah, yeah, that was the one that had Blackbeard in it, and that was like okay. the most disappointing letdown ever. Yeah, Blackbeard and, is the man, and I'm a big fan of uh, that. I, if I mean, dude, it, if someone did a biopic of Blackbeard, that would be awesome. That'd somebody be so out dope. there make a Blackbeard biopic. I would buy that. That's who that's would, one I would own, and I don't own very many movies. Who would you cast as Blackbeard? Oh man, I don't even know. Maybe Jason Momoa. Dude, yes, that would be awesome. That'd be cool. I wonder if the internet has anything about this fan cast Blackbeard. We'll see what see what happens. See what they see what the internet says. I think uh, I think Jason Momoa could probably be a good Blackbeard. Looks like somebody's got Hugh Jackman. Uh, he did play. I think he played Captain Hook or something like that. He played a pirate, but I don't think it was Blackbeard. Keanu Reeves. Somebody's got somebody. Everybody's got Keanu Reeves under everything. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime people are like, well, this, who would you do? Keanu Reeves. This says, uh, this one's got Mel Gibson or Jeff Bridges. Ah, I'd be down. I'd be down with either of those guys. Jeff that, Bridges, for sure. Yeah. Probably do a good black beard. I think he would just be a good pirate in general. He might be a little too old at this point. Yeah. He's probably in his, like, 60s now. I mean, he's, like, gray or white or whatever, so obviously he wouldn't be a black beard unless he dyed his hair yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it might look weird if they dyed jeff bridges hair yeah are there any like legitimately good pirate movies um the original treasure island is pretty good for what it was in its day there's actually a series called black sails okay i actually i haven't seen it i've heard it's really good um but i haven't watched it so I don't know personally. Like I would love to see like a really cool pirate movie. I would but do. The only one like the obviously the first ones that come to my mind are Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, like we said they progressively get worse. But um yeah, I can't really think of like a ton of pirate movies. Yeah, I would love to see like a legitimate well-done pirate movie and there's just not really any out there. Especially one that's like based on true events like i would love to see a store a movie about an actual pirate who existed so this is a different type of pirate but uh have you seen captain phillips yeah actually that was a really good movie that's one of like you know like this kind of bridges the conversation we have with biopics and pirates but um captain phillips that's an incredible movie i yeah, love that, that was movie. a really good one tom hanks generally does with some like really good biopics um, yeah, but, his stuff's usually pretty good. Yeah, those were obviously not the type of pirates that you know they're not Jack Sparrow, right. but modern Somali pirates. Yeah, that's a great movie though. I love that movie. Yeah, that was a good one. I uh, I think it's funny that like Tom Hanks's career nowadays is like we need a cool old guy. Yeah, yeah, like <laughs> cool they cast guy, him Tom as. Hanks. Yeah, they cast him as Sully. That was a that was really good, and mm-hmm. um, he was just Mister Rogers in um, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So it's like 
Tom Hanks is like the go-to yeah. biopic guy. I feel like Leonardo DiCaprio is going to get there too because he's done. Yeah, like, he'll he'll be there too. Yeah, he's done a ton Johnny of biopics. Depp's actually done some of that. Um, Wasn't he, he in um, Whitey Bulger? Uh, I haven't seen that, but I, he was in. Um, oh, what is that movie? He's done like a few movies based on true stories, but mm-hmm. crap, what's the one I'm thinking of? Public Enemies. That's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, think Public Enemy. Yep. Um, I, I was a little bit let down. I didn't think it was that great of a movie, but but uh, it was cool. And then he also did um, Whitey Bulger. Yeah. Have you seen? This one is like loosely based on a true story. I think it's more based on like a some type of like urban legend that I think has some historical accuracy behind it. But Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Isn't I that watched a musical? That, yeah, I watched it a few weeks ago just because just out of curiosity. I had nothing to do, and I was like, I know it's Tim Burton. His movies are hit or miss for me. And I like Johnny Depp, and it's like this gothic musical. I was like, whatever, like let's try yeah, it. Check it, it was, out. It was decent. Yeah. Like if you're into that type of thing, like I would see how somebody could like it. Um, it was it was decent, I guess, but it's not something like I'd watch again. I guess. Yeah. But the acting was good. The acting was really good. It never piqued my interest enough to watch it. I just, I was yeah. like, ah. Eh. I really it hope looked like something I'd be into. Yeah. I really hope Johnny Depp kind of makes like a career comeback. He's kind of been in a rut recently. Yeah, well, I guess he's kind been of his personal out of life court and all that stuff. Yeah, he's got some crazy stuff going on. On and off of drugs and all that. Yeah. It, what I, is it? What they ever decide with him and what's her face? Amber Heard. It's Amber Heard. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really know. I haven't really kept up with that all that much. I just know come it just, out. I don't know if they ever decided. All was I was at fault, or if they both were, or what? From what I've been able to gather, like I, I've done minimal research on it, so like nothing I say should is is valid or or credible. But just based off from what I've read, I think that Amber Heard is the one that's been kind of making up a bunch of stuff, and a lot of people it seems have you know kind of defended Johnny Depp. Like they're like, this is not him. This is not. Um, his character, this is like, there's no way he would be doing anything like this. Um, yeah. it seems just based off from what I've, I've read, um, that she seems to be making stuff up. Um, but I, you have, you never know with these people. Yeah. You know? Who knows? You never really know. I know, I know originally like she came out and accused him, accused him of, of, uh, abusing her and all that. And it, I mean, it basically ruined his career. Like he lost the Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean franchise and whatever else. I don't know. He kind of yeah. got blacklisted, I guess. I think he was also in those Harry Potter spinoffs, the Fantastic Beasts movies. Yeah, actually, yes. And they were criticized for casting him because of the Amber Heard stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. That was after all that. Yeah, and and I think based off of just what I've seen, it it seems to be he's going to be fine. Um, like I think she's kind of made up a bunch of stuff and I think there's been actual proof that backs up Johnny Depp where it's like, uh-huh. she's kind of, I, I, I really don't know, but yeah. Um, well, that's kind of, cause I know like when it first happened, everyone was like, Oh, Johnny Depp's evil. Yeah. Everybody just makes accusations based off something they read. And then it came back, like, he brought up some evidence, and he's like, no, actually, she's the one that's evil. And then they've been, like, in and out of court ever since, and I'm just like... I actually watched, like, some of their videos where they have, like, these interviews with, like, I guess attorneys and or, like, court stuff or whatever. Yeah. She just seems weird, where it's like, she contradicts herself constantly, it seems like. and That's not a good sign. And every time they ask her an, an important question, it was like she had to start snacking on some food that she had. And she was like, give me a second. And I was like, what? <laughs> what? That's just so unprofessional. Oh, and, in the world. and her, like her, I guess her attorney kept backing her up saying like, like, don't, don't answer that. Don't answer that. And I was like, this just seems super fishy. It's shady. Yeah. And then there was a video released from Johnny Depp where it was like, um, 
she was like throwing stuff at him and all sorts of crazy stuff. And then she realized that he was filming. He was recording. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense where people would assume, okay, yeah, like he was abusing her. And people go, yeah, makes sense. But it, you, it's so rare. He was a raging alcoholic. Yeah. But it, it's so rare to hear about it the other way around where it's like, that's just so bizarre. You know, it's like Gone Girl, but in real life. Right, right. Oh man, that was actually a great movie too. I, love I really that movie. enjoyed Gone Girl. That's such a great movie. David Fincher is a genius with his movies. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, I do hope Johnny Depp kind of makes a comeback because um have you heard about what he's been rumored to be involved with for his next movie? Mm-mm. I've talked about it a couple of times on here. Um but you see you know they've got the Robert Pattinson Batman movie coming out. Yes. Um they're going to do that. I think that's supposed to be a trilogy. And they're going to bring in the Joker and Johnny Depp's one of the guys they're apparently looking at for playing the Joker. Oh, wow. I had not heard that. Yeah. So I think the people that they've talked about as of now are Johnny Depp. Willem Dafoe seems to just be a fan casted rumor. Mm -hmm. Um, But Johnny Depp, there seems to be like something going on with studios. Um, Nothing official yet. And then the other one was Jim Carrey. And I was like, Jim Carrey. Uh, he was already the Riddler, but I don't know about that. I mean, I could see it where it works. Like, I'm all for any of them, but I'm personally rooting for Johnny Depp because I think he could really do it, and I think it bring him. I think it'd be like his comeback, like the same thing with Robert Downey Jr. when he became yeah. Iron Man, you know, yeah. or Mel Gibson when he came back doing some other stuff. But mm-hmm. I think that would be cool. But yeah, that'd be cool. I'd be down with that. I think he'd do a good job. Yeah. I do hope he does something like that, but I feel like he'd be more along the lines of like Ledger's Joker, but with more of a, not necessarily like a straight up out of the comic books, but I feel like he'd be more of like a cartoonish version of Ledger. Yeah, more of a cartoonish version of Ledger, yes. And I feel like he could really fit that vibe and that, and that, like just based off the trailer from the Batman thing or the, yeah, the, the, the Batman story, it seems like he could, with, kind of his just acting persona i feel like he could fit that tone and that setting very well yeah whatever it looks he would do. i mean i've seen the preview for batman and it seems super dark yeah i'm yeah, not sure how uh a cartoonish johnny deb joker would fit into that movie tone very well yeah i mean i don't think it would be like cartoonish where it's like jack nicholson from tim burton's batman I, when I, that's not what I really what I mean by cartoonish, but it's like almost if like, so what they did with Heath Ledger was they put him in this very realistic setting. It was like, if Joker were right. a real life person and then with, right. um, if they were to do something like that, but place it in this fictionalized version of Gotham that they've got going yeah. on, I feel yeah. like if it's like, it's grounded, but it's also clearly fiction and I feel like that's something Johnny Depp would be able to balance pretty well. So that's what I mean kind of with like a cartoonish version of yeah, a yeah, realistic yeah, yeah. version. I don't know. It'd be interesting. I'd be curious. To see yeah, I'd, be, I'd definitely see it for sure. Yeah. It'd be crazy, though, if he was like he's been Jack Sparrow and Edward Scissorhands and uh, the the person from I can't remember the name, but the dude from Charlie and Chocolate Factory and Alice Wonderland, all this stuff. And then he shows up being Joker. It's like, yeah, it makes sense. Been everything, yeah, all the weird characters. Yeah, his characters are always like loony. Yeah, for sure. All crazy. My favorite of his is Jack Sparrow. No, no, it's not. My favorite of his is Edward Scissorhands. I I really didn't like Edward Scissorhands that much. I love that movie. I do like Jack Sparrow though too, but I I don't know. Maybe I might have I might like it better now, or maybe I would. I don't know. I don't remember. I was fairly young when I saw Edward Scissorhands. And I, I was like, what is going on? I couldn't figure out what the deal was. I just thought the whole idea of it was dumb. I think you probably like it now because of, did you like fantasy then at all or when you saw it? Um, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I don't think I knew what I liked back then. <laughs> you might like, I mean, you may not love it now, but you might have like a better appreciation for it now or yeah, something. Yeah, probably, probably. It's one of like my personal favorite movies. I love the music in that movie. Mm. I do not remember the music in it at all. It's like a, 
was Danny Elfman. He's is kind of like his classic sound with he kind of has that music box sound that he I mean it, the actual instruments of Celesta, but people just kind of know it as like that music box sound and it's kind of like this sounds like Christmas but it's also kind of creepy. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Hmm. That's cool. I um oh, what was I thinking of? Oh, uh so Gone Girl. Yeah. So Ben Affleck's brother Casey Affleck actually did a movie called Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Have you seen that? I have been wanting to watch that, but I've just haven't it's really gotten around good. to it. I've heard you it's pretty definitely good. Definitely watch it. It's really good. Whenever I watch movies in my free time, I just kind of put a bunch of them in a generator because I always have a hard time deciding, and then whichever one it comes out with, I'll watch it. But it, it's never done that with Gone Baby Gone. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely good. I recommend it for sure. He was in, um, I think the best performance I've seen from Casey Affleck was in uh, The Assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. It's a long title, but... I can't remember if I saw that or not. It came out in 2007. Brad Pitt was Jesse James, and um, Casey Affleck was Robert Ford. That That's another bio. Yes, I did see that, actually, yeah. It's kind of long. It's a pretty good movie. I liked it. I, I actually watched that recently, but um, I thought that was a really good movie. Yeah, it was good. There's something about Casey Affleck's voice, though, that kind of bothers me i don't really know i don't really know what it is but (laughs) i don't know it's weird because he looks a lot like ben affleck but he also really doesn't at the same time yeah uh, that's that's the good way to put it yeah it's like i can totally see how they're brothers but they (laughs) but they don't really look alike (laughs) but but then it's like like they don't but then they do it's confusing Uh, yeah kind of like the kind of like the baldwin brothers they to me they all look alike yeah, I think they look. All the ones look alike. They probably look more alike. Did you? This is totally off topic. Did you watch the Alec Baldwin and Jim Carrey SNL of the 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 presidential debate? No, <laughs> I so bet it Alec, was good. It was hilarious. I mean, there was clearly a bias in there. Yeah, sure. Um, but it was uh, it was pretty spot on uh, i'll they, have to look that up it's hilarious. alec baldwin was trump and uh jim carrey was joe biden and there was another guy playing chris wallace i can't i don't know who that was oh, that's um, funny but it, it was so great i mean just right off the bat like all of their voices sounded just like them and <laughs> they like they had like Chris Wallace was introducing them. He's like, I'm your moderator, Chris Wallace. And then they're like, let's welcome our former vice president, Joe Biden. And then Alec Baldwin as Trump was like, boo, here comes the booing. (laughs) So great. And then he goes, and then Chris Wallace continues like from Delaware. And then he was like, not even a real state. (laughs) It was amazing. And then I'll have to check that out. Then Jim Carrey walks out as, um, uh, Joe Biden and he was like I've got the beginning of 46 thoughts and <laughs> it was oh, you definitely should watch that like I usually stay away from the SNL political stuff but I, I saw that just, just the thumbnail and I was like I gotta watch this yeah that sounds like it would be really funny I'll have to look it up yeah I was cracking up for quite a while Mm-hmm. Watching that, I think the I think Alec Baldwin has done Trump for a while though. I think he's done it more than once. Yeah, yeah, I, but I don't think Jim Carrey's ever done Joe Biden. Not that I know of. But they both looked like they were having such a great time up there. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good. Yeah, but uh, this was a lot of fun. It kind of yeah, man. turned out to be a bunch of different things. I think we did they covered biopics, fantasy movies, different franchises. Johnny Depp is a Joker all over the the place even the presidential debate (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah so uh rob where can people find you on social media so i am on instagram at dread pirate underscore rob and i'm actually on a app called float and i'm dread pirate rob there also and that's it i'm not on facebook anymore at least not right now. Maybe yeah, I'll never, come back I never one had day. Facebook. 
Yeah. And that's pretty much it. I just do Instagram and float, which is kind of underground. It's not real popular yet. Nobody knows about it. Yeah. I've never heard of it. I don't even know what it is. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's, it's somewhat similar to Twitter. I would okay. say that's what I would compare it to. I'm on Twitter, but I never use it. It's just so toxic on Twitter. I, I used to be super big into Twitter like 10 years ago, but I don't, I've never really gotten into it, but, but I'm there, but I'm I, I don't really use Twitter it anymore. Much. Yeah. Um, but we're also the best place to find me is Instagram. Yeah, and then Rob and I are also in the same band, and we we play in a band called Finding Freedom, and we have Instagram. Yep, you and... can look our band up at Official Finding Freedom, also. Yep. And we are actually about to drop a new record. Yes, we are. It's been yeah, a man. been a process. It has been <laughs> quite a process. It's been like two years in the making. Yeah. And I'm super excited about it. Me too. It's turning out very well. All the mixes we're getting are sounding awesome. Yes. I'm really stoked to drop this record finally. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. But I'll be sure to link all of the information in the description of this episode. But Rob, once again, thanks for joining me today. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, be sure to tune in for more episodes in the series. And don't forget to follow or subscribe to the McNeil and Friends podcast on the platform you listen to podcasts so you can be notified when new episodes are released. If you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations, and once again, thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.